Insert disc two. Aaron, the rain is falling heavily. That I've heard that. In Amigo Studios I've heard East. That, yeah. It's been a long time since I've recorded anything. You're yet. in the studio. Yeah. A rare Saturday night appearance, but thank this you is, for coming over to the arcade. I came I came through your darkened backyard and swung open the door. Yeah. Expecting to find you uh, doing something nefarious, which well, you were. Yeah, I, I'm slightly nefarious, but... Um, and uh, I, I entered and found that uh, it was a perfect time to record uh, some Jupiter Ace talk. <laughs> what better time than now to talk Jupiter Ace? So, Aaron, tell me about how you actually get this emulator to work. It's funny, because I use a, 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 a particular emulator... In fact, it's funny because Brent asked me, this Jupiter Ace, and keep in mind that Brent picked this. I want to make that abundantly clear. Uh, Brent asked me, he said, he goes, what emulator are you using? And so I used Spud Ace. Spud Ace. Spud Ace. Any any relation to Spud McKenzie? No, none. So, you know, first of all, Brent just made some pie pieces at random. I was putting pie pieces on for tomorrow's show. You know, right behind the court curtain here. And here's what I picked. This is going to be the pie piece for tomorrow's show. This is the Sharp MZ. You yeah, ever heard of this? I have. I've, you have? No, I'm just kidding. I was stunned that you'd heard of that. I'd never heard of it. So, this is... When we get down to the rock bottom of pie pieces, you get weird stuff like this, right? So, I had to look and see if there was an emulator for it and see if there was any games for it. Well, it turns out there are, and there, there is and there are. So, we're going to be putting this on the wheel. British computers. I don't know. And Brent just randomly made these pieces. I don't know what he, I don't know what he read. Mm-hmm. Because Brent doesn't know anything about the Sharp MZ. No idea on that. So, it's just another crazy British computer. Uh, but the Jupiter was very similar. Just a crazy random thing that Brent picked. And... Uh, um, I had to look into it this week. Well, it turns out this game, this thing was only around for like a year and a half, maybe. And there weren't a ton of games for it. It's just a wacky, there's really only one model of it, you know. It's got a kind of a nutty story behind it. Uh, but uh, I'll be damned if there's not an emulator for it. There's not a ROM uh, group for it. But Brent picked a ROM that we couldn't find. And I asked him today, I'm like, where the hell is your ROM? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I don't know. Well, then he found it. Then he played it. Both his games are only two-player games. So he he killed those games. He picked a new game, Attic Raid. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a night to play Attic Raid. You know? And so... But he made the right choice. Because Attic Raid's way better than Hangman and Moo. So seeing, which are his original choices. Seeing those pie pieces reminds me of the real reason why I left ARG Presents. <laughs> why? It wasn't me? No, no. This was this was at a time, if you recall correctly, this was at a time when I wanted to actually stop doing both shows. Do you remember when? It, when well, when you've I, done that a bunch of times. Well, right? no, this was this was the last serious time. You waver between I'm quitting every show to like let's add six shows. <laughs> There's no in between. He wants to quit all shows or add fifty shows. So, One of the main reasons why I got so I grew so tired was because making the pie pieces was very labor intensive. That is weak. That's and the weakest thing I've ever no, heard. No, it's not because see see how Brent makes the pie pieces. Those are different than the way that I did. He My made, pie pieces were works of art. I would spend twenty times more time doing the episode art for those early ARG presents episodes where I had you in the headlock and I had all the fonts and stuff. Yeah, that's all gone. Yeah, we yeah. don't do that. Let me tell you something. Brent Brent does a good. He does a um, utilitarian job 
of making new pie pizzas occasionally. He just made some a couple weeks ago. We already had one that he made. <laughs> that was my fault. So it, it can be a trifle. But the good thing, his lethargy is our is everyone's bonus. That's right. Because who here has even played any? The, the, I'll tell you something. I'm going to spoil the, the show. The Jupiter only shipped about, they had a shipment of 5,000 and a shipment of like 800. Okay, so at, bare, at the maximum, they had 5,800 Jupiter Aces shipped. When they were sold out, they went bankrupt, there were 1,600 in the, in the vault. So at that point, you're looking at 4,200 shipped total. Some of these came to America, believe it or not. Okay, it's a Jupiter Ace 4,000. And then the rest of these were in the UK. So these things go for big money, and no one's got one, okay? Uh, so where are you going to... Who's covering the Jupiter Ace? There's nobody covering this sucker, all right? It's us. There's one guy that put up videos for Brent's games. He put up all the videos for it. One guy. Uh, it's a uh, it's an unusual low-end system, much like the Auric. Or these. This is way lower than those. Uh, so I feel like whenever we, we go over these uh, crazy European systems... It's almost a badge that I feel like we're getting for having the the guts to even even attempt to try to play these they games. They should send you a patch, like an Activision patch. Saying, I, I want to. Yeah. I talked about the. Org. I want a Sam Coupe patch. I want an Oric patch. I want a Thompson patch, and I want a Jupiter patch. Those four, and maybe a Wonder Swan black and white. And speaking of Wonder Swan, the Time Warp game store in Ashland. I thought they were out of business. Well, I w- stopped in there. How close that. are they to their big liquor emporium over there in Ashland? The, uh, there's, a big, there's a big liquor store there. Chad and I went over there. The liquor Ashland, store? The Ashland Beverage something. I've not been to that. Oh, okay. I hit, you have to fill me in. Now, right. this is downtown. So I go in there, and lo and behold, they're still in business. And what do they have there? They've got TurboGrafx games. They've got Final Fantasy for the Wonder Swan setting in there. I knew it. I, I almost it. died. Now, I would have bought this. I would have bought it like that. But it's for the Wonder Swan color. Right. And what we have is the Wonder Swan black I and white. I swear, you told me that this machine never came out in the United States. But I swear it's, that in a GameStop, I saw a blister pack like they used to sell the Neo Geo Pocket Color with a Wonder Swan and copy of Final Fantasy in it. Well, there you go. I don't. I as th- my research did not unveil any Wonder Swan colors that were sold in the states. But there you go. Now, of all probably twenty bucks, I should have bought it. That's a pretty good deal. We don't have a Wonder Swan color. Yeah, that's a problem. What you do with it? Brent's got a Wonder Swan black and white, but that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, tapes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I think I, I can't remember who sent that. It, it might have been tapes. tapes. Um, Thank you for whoever, because Brent's got it now. So, uh, out of all these obscure computers. Which one, A, did, did you find the most obscure, and B, did you find the most surprisingly good? Well, uh, hmm. the, the Thompson was surprisingly good. I will say that. I'm trying to remember which one had Yeti on it. That yeah. was the Thompson. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and that was funny. The Oric was a very capable machine, by the way. But the Tom's, we love Yeti. Mm-hmm. It's funny because we, I cover this week, I cover a game on the uh, Jupiter Ace called Jumpman. Now, 
I know you've played Jumpman on the Atari Coleco, which is the, the classic Jumpman. Right. This is not your classic No, Jumpman. it's not. And it, and it shows you what happens if Jumpman is uh, is put in the wrong hand. It just, this is not a capable system to, to, to pull off that Jumpman. Right. And it shows you how crummy it can be. Uh, but the the or it's funny uh, when I think of the systems, I, I was stunned at how much I enjoyed. Uh, the number one uh, of all of them is the Sam Coop. I, I thought that was awesome. I love that episode, and uh, I believe uh, there are a few people out there that have one of these machines. But they're super rare, you know. Um, I will say the Jupiter Ace is an interesting system because X Zach Spectrum developers made the system. They left the Spectrum and it came to this. And so this was their sort of answer to the Spectrum in some ways. Or it really was the original Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, ironically, the ZX Spectrum, I believe it is the Spectrum, that has an emulator that plays these games. Really? Yeah. So so it, uh, the games we cover tomorrow on ARG can sort of be emulated. So I could have, maybe I could have even run these Jupiter games on the Spectacular yeah. emulator. One thing about this, the Jupiter, it's, it's black and white. It's monochrome. Mm-hmm. So there's no color. Yeah. And so the games are, you know, rudimentary, mm-hmm. you know. And, and this thing was never meant to play games, and it's, it's amazing how difficult it was. And this is something, I don't know how much you do with this in terms of the research part. Well, what was interesting about this was that it was designed to work with the fourth language. That's right. Yeah. That's, so you did a little research yeah, then, I didn't you? Into it. The fourth language, I think that's the only micro ever released mm-hmm. that was, a, and the fourth language uh, is... Considered vastly superior. By to all basic. accounts, yeah. it is it is the superior beginner's programming language. But it's difficult, and so that may and but really, by the time this came out, it's funny how the Spectrum sunk a lot of these computers. Mm-hmm. This thing is eerily similar to the Spectrum. It it's got looks the rubber, very similar. It's got the rubber keys. It's, it's about the same tiny, size. Yep. But the Spectrum's uh, the capabilities of the Spectrum are, you know, they they drop the hammer on a lot of these lesser machines. Mm-hmm. You know. And then when, by the time stuff like the, the, the Seb Coupe came out, uh, the ship had sailed. You know? right. And then you've got, because you're not too far away from stuff like, I mean, the CC4s are the Amigas there. We're coming to town. And, I mean, if you set a Spectrum beside the Amiga, you're boned. Yeah. You know, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's not to say everything when the Spectrum is worse than the Amiga, because that's not true. But, yeah. you know, the, the capabilities were much higher, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, I enjoy I enjoy the Jupiter Ace has been on our wheel for a while, and I didn't want to put it on there because I was scared of it. These, it's funny how you get scared of these wheel pieces because you don't know what's going to come up. And but when they come up, they're always it's funny if you can, sometimes it's a pain to butt. You know, it's a real pain to emulate some of these systems, but. If you could pull it off, you actually it's it's actually great gratifying to to play them mm-hmm. because uh, it's a system that's so you know unknown and it it gives you certain almost like a carte blanche. It's sort of you're paving the ground for talking about this because really, this, I mean, there's a few people that will talk about these different systems, but there's no one really nobody's doing them. a weekly Jupiter Ace rundown. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so it's I'll, I feel like I'm like saying, hey, look, here's this. Right. You know, it makes me feel good. Yeah. And plus, it's new to me. Mm-hmm. You know, now there may be other people that's like, oh, the Jupiter Ace, that's yesterday's news. Well, not to me, it's not. Right. We're in America. We didn't get any of this crap. I love the European computer horizon. I love 
the fact that they had so many machines because mm-hmm. we were ne- we're near this, no. were we? No, we had like we a had, few. We had the C sixty four, the Coco. We had three or four dominant Titans. The Atari. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and in Europe it was a whole different ball game. That's right. That's we had right. a bunch of different. I feel like we had a bunch of different manufacturers, but they were all releasing a bunch of clones of either IBM or you have like the Franklin Ace that was an Apple II clone. And the IBM is so boring. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I'm yeah. saying it's yeah. so boring. You have been like in, uh, you have been introduced to, like the Coco, for example. Which, and I look at the Coco, it's sort of our European computer. Mm-hmm. It's a, the little computer they could. And you've got to admit. Because I, I could tell by your vigor to get one, this thing caught you off guard, didn't it? It in did. Terms of its ability. I was expecting it to be more along the lines of the Jupiter mm-hmm. in terms of its graphical ability. And man, when I played Xenix, I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And, and even, the, the, even the Coco 2 games looks a lot better than I thought they would. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. The Coco 2 and the Coco 3, the Coco 3... There are some games that support it solely, but for the most part, most games that support the Coco 2, 64K, they're going to play, you know, you know how it is. They're going to make programs to the to the, the computer that, that has the most mass appeal. Right. And that's, the, that's the not Coco, an insult. The Coco 2 is the Amiga 500. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. In terms of, I mean, not in terms of power. But, but in, in terms, terms of number of units out there. Absolutely. And so it's it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. We have had a heck of a year. You know, we're in the late October now. We're, we're coming on towards the end of the year. We've got to start discussing our end of the year baloney, mm-hmm. and as we always do. But we've had a good year. And, and not just aside from the YouTube idiocy. The fun of starting these new shows. Uh, I've had a lot of fun on ARG with the Brent. The Brent is a, is a card. I always enjoy working with him, and the uh, the Sinclair and the Coco. I had in the Coco show. It's been a great time to play these games, and I've enjoyed being rich to the Coco. Uh, these Amiga games. Are, are, it's amazing how many we continue to find that I've never played, uh, and this week's is no exception. I've really enjoyed it, uh, and uh, it's just been it's been great. A lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun with our buddies. Uh, I can't complain. Yeah. It's been a good year. It's yeah, it sure year. has. Is there anything left? I mean, is there anything, especially talking about ARG? This is kind of like the show where we talk about ARG because I'm not on ARG. Yeah, um, you were on ARG. Well, do you remember what was, drove you off ARG? What broke you? I just told you? you it was the it was a combination that I'm being. This is my mouth. You're shooting. God's ears. You're I'm shooting. shooting straight. I'm going to turn this chair around and sit backwards. No, do that. Like that one movie. You got to turn your hat backwards movie. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It was the combination of having to play two additional games every uh-huh. week, okay? But no, what that was really okay. It was all of the creation, the needless creation that I did, all of the YouTube cover art. You're very, you're very thorough, Boat, and it's, it's that's that's your strength and your weakness. Of the printing of the pie pieces. I even did an ending screen that had next week's games on it. Yeah. And all of those things just added up. I was spending so much more time, and I couldn't deal with it, and I had to, I had to let go. You know, you've learned a lot more about OBS and production since then. Mm, okay. I could automate a lot of that stuff, sure. and I would not bother at all right. with the uh, with the cover art. I, I do. I, here's another thing too. The way that you guys do games now is better because remember how you did it originally, where with the envelopes. That was stuff? my idea, and yeah. it was a bad idea. Yeah. The way you do it now, it would have been. Well, I thought. 
that it would be a way that we could pick games that weren't totally random. That was my thought on it. But, but yeah. I ended up picking a bunch of games that were totally random. Yeah. And because the die was already cast at the beginning of the or the end of the week before, I was stuck. Yeah, ditching the envelopes was a good move. I, I, you know, it's funny when I go back and look at the early episodes, and you've you've kind of combined the games into a name. What it makes is a game is a name that no one knows what is exactly. going on. Exactly, you can't yeah. search for it. I thought I was being so clever. again. And it was clever. There, it was yeah. super clever. And I would sit there and ponder, and then I would make like the Lady Smurf Blue Mambazo, where I use our pixel yeah. arts. I mean, it's just yeah, needless. It, it was super clever of the problem, but I mean, it was. I mean, you know, listen, uh, uh, we. It's funny. Our our channel is is interesting. We don't get huge numbers. I don't in a podcast. I don't know what I don't know what we do, and I, but I have a vague idea of what we do video wise. And I've looked at our audience. Our audience has skewed more and more out of America. Mm-hmm. Which hey, don't get me wrong. We love our American audience, but we we have just I don't. It's it's I handle the Bible. We've never planned like let's ditch America. We're going to go all European and Australia, New Zealand. I've noticed our German listenership has went up. Yeah. Never a plan we had. Or French. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, but it's just the way it went. We don't, we haven't changed over the years in terms of amigos for sure. We've, we've never changed. <laughs> we are, we are slaves to our whatever we've got, our right. show buildup. Uh, but uh, uh, it's, it's just, it's a, uh, it's just the way our interests have went. I guess more than else. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we both got interested in the Sinclair, right? And we love it. Well, a lot of that came from people like Gary. You know, Gary sent us that Sinclair. The Huck, yeah. yeah. And and we love the Sinclair. Mm-hmm. And and listen, you can do one Amiga game a week, unless it's PD. right? You can do one. Because the Amiga games are advanced. Next you know, week I'll, we're doing two Amiga games, by the way. Well, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's Halloween chip. Okay, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, you can do one Amiga game yeah, normally. Yeah, right. Then you, and, then, and, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Then the Sinclair game normally, it's... It's like that. It's a fun little diversion. Yeah, it's like a little sweet, little. After and then the cocoa drink. is very similar. And you could, and we do the cocoa a couple times a month, mm-hmm. no problem. Right. You know, and an ARG, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, it's always wacky. Uh, it's not that bad. But I was, I was funny. I was talking to a guy in Discord earlier. Uh, in the coming tomorrow, when we tape shows, all right, and who knows when this will air. I'm doing Amigos, R. Sinclair. And two Coco shows with two games each. Okay, so that's that's a that's six games in one day. Plus, I'm doing ARG where I have to play two games. So that's eight games I had to have ready to go and researched. Okay, right. now that sounds daunting. Okay, and it, it, it is. But uh, a bunch of those games are the kind of games that I love, mm-hmm. and they're the kind of games that you play. They're arcadey. They're quick action games that are that are, you you don't have to like spend and it's not like uh, Armageddon right. where you have to really sit there and like what am I doing mm-hmm. you know that's why the Amiga game you could not do two or three Amigas a week oh, that's yeah. a no no they're much more advanced mm-hmm. you know and you know me and I know you and we both love these sort of arcadey twitchy type mm-hmm. wham bam bobs your uncle sort of games and it made it so it's it's not a big deal to do that it's also not something we do every week That's it's not true. like I'm ever going to do that again <laughs> this may be your all time record 8 yes. games in one day yes <laughs> but I mean uh, let me tell you I've spent the week splitting up my time between the games mm-hmm. you know with the, I will say with the exception of Brent's ARG game which he changed today yeah okay a late, a late change so 
I haven't had a whole lot of time to play that one. But the rest of them, I've played quite a bit. In mm-hmm. fact, I've streamed. I mean, I've well, I didn't stream them, but I've recorded a couple of playthroughs of them. And I'm trying to do more of that. And it's fun. And I, as my son grows older and I've got more time to do this, I enjoy it more. So it, it, um, Yeah, before you know it, he's just going to be like, Dad, give me the keys. He's going to take off. And you're going to be here with the game. I'm going to tell you a story. And we'll close this down. Okay. You know, I love the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't know, this is the 60th anniversary of the Twilight Zone. The real Zone. version, the one from the, the 90s, real, that, right? No, from, whoosh, this, the one from the 50s and 60s, Rod Serling. And, you know, I've been trying to get my son to watch Twilight Zone, you know. And so we've, we started him with Terror at, at 20,000 feet or whatever, the Shatner one with the thing on the wing of the plane. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen the Twilight Zone. Well, you no. need to watch these. So, okay. anyway, it's a very well-known episode. Mm-hmm. And then... I thought, okay, this scared the crap out of Luke. Let's tone it down. So right. then we watched one where this old man, it's a country one, where this old man dies, him and his dog are walking down this path, and they're lured into hell mm. by this guy. And the guy's going to go in, he goes, well, you can't take your dog into hell. You know, he takes his heaven. to heaven. He takes his heaven. Mm. He goes, we won't accept your dog. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. The dog's not welcome. Right. He goes on down the path, all of a sudden there's heaven. They let the dog in. It was a beautiful little country thing. Mm-hmm. Same guy that wrote it. And didn't. then at the end, his glasses fell off. And no, broke, no. Right? The same guy that wrote the Waltons wrote this episode. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a there are people un- misunderstand the twice. There are plenty of like good country episodes, mm-hmm. and they don't portray they don't portray the country folk as like idiots. Right. I mean, they're actual because this is the way people are. Yeah. You know. So we watched it. Then we watched one called Frizz with Frisbee in it, uh, played by Andy Devine, the cowboy actor from the back in the day. If you never heard of him, he was in a lot of John Wayne movies mm-hmm. stuff. And he played this guy who so who sat. He owned a, a country store. He's just sitting around telling tall tales all the time, and no one believed anything he said. And then suddenly he's kidnapped by aliens because they monitor his conversation. They think he's the smartest, most apt man on earth mm-hmm. because he keeps telling everybody how great he is, mm-hmm. but it's not true. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what lying is. He enjoyed that. Okay, so I said, Teresa said, listen. We've got to show Luke one this week. It's Halloween coming up. That is scary. Okay. okay? And so we did Eye of the Beholder. Now, I'm the assuming guy. you haven't seen Eye of the Beholder, but the premise of this episode is this woman is there in the episode with her face bandaged up, and she is there on the government's dime to have surgery to make her less hideous. Mm-hmm. She's so hideous that no one can stand to be around her. Mm-hmm. And if this surgery doesn't take... She'll be shunned from the community. That's okay. how hideous she is. Okay. And so the whole time, and you can only watch this episode once, because once you watch it once, you know the, tw- the ending. Right, right. And so I've seen it hundreds of times, and I'm watching Luke watch it, and he's sitting there like this. He's like, he's hiding his face when they start taking his chick's bandages mm-hmm. off. You know, he's like, oh, I can't handle it. I'm like, yeah. put your hands on. You gotta watch it. And so they take her bandages off, and lo and behold, she's beautiful. Mm. Beautiful blonde. It's actually a chick from Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, yeah. And you know, something like that. You know, yeah. and so she's beautiful. And Luke's like, what's going on? And they show the doctors and all the nurses, and they're all, they're hideous, all hideous pig creatures. Yeah. That's the gimmick. Yeah. And watching that through Luke's eyes was the best thing I've done for a long time because you only see that episode one time. Right. And I got to experience it again. Mm-hmm. And it sounds hokey. But it made me, there's nothing hokey about it. made it. me so happy to be a dad. It it's, made me so happy. It's the same feeling I get every time that you know I take my kids somewhere from school, you know, taking them to play with the high school band for the first time, something yeah. like that. You know, it's, it's a great feeling. It's that dopey dad fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, yeah. it was it was. Well, you'll have lots of opportunities for stuff like that. Well, you know, 
you only watch, you know, I'm trying to get him into the Twilight Zone because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, you know, it is a, a uh, paramount, top shelf, top show of all time. Right. Plus, I, I really, I do personally love it. And it made me so happy to see him really enjoy this episode. And that was, so my Halloween's made, you know, and so I'm assuming we're going to put this out before Halloween. So uh, if you, uh, if you practice the uh, the uh, celebrations of Halloween in your in your town or country, I'm assuming most people do, right? No, really? No, it's an entirely American. Thing. Well, let me tell you something. All right, just for me, your good buddy amigo Aaron, sit down, get yourself some uh, cold one. I recommend, by the way, right here. Boat, tell them what this is. That's Kraken. The Kraken. I suggest the Kraken, and then watch yourself some Twilight Zones. And bask in the glorious glow of Rod Serling and his incredible dialogue. And enjoy a Halloween moment for old amigo Aaron. Any party thoughts? No, we've kind of gone around the world on this. I love so. it. I love it. See you guys later. Adios.